Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 652 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we've got my Christmas jumper in view, which is the important thing. Milk Bar Christmas jumper, essential every year. Uh, plus, we'll be talking uh, a bit about Christmas with uh, the chat with Ian Henry. Uh, he's got a couple of Christmas poems for us that he'll be sharing. Plus, in a similar sort of vein, we'll be finding out about a medieval Christmas and some brilliant music on the hurdy-gurdy from Paul Baker from Diablos in Musica. We'll be talking about the booster campaign for the vaccine, which is ongoing. Dr. Helen Noel joining us for data about that and the pop-up street teams of community ambassadors that you'll be seeing around about. And we'll be looking forward to 2022 because the sensational 60s shows at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. We'll be having a chat with Beaky, the real original Beaky from Dozy, Beaky, Mick and Titch, all about what's going to be on the road and the brilliant music they're bringing to the stage of the grand that's all on the way on the show this week On the 24th of April 2022, the sensational 60s experiences at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre, touring the nation, bringing brilliant songs to those who need that 60s fix. I'm joined now by one of the members, the original members of one of the bands. It's Beaky from Dozy Beaky Mick and Titch. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How on devil are you? I'm good, and I trust we find you well. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I won't ask how you are because... Um... We'll get into a conversation about your medical problems. Yeah, let's let's not go there. Uh, no. But but <laughs> I mean, when when we're looking back, I mean, we're looking back to some brilliant music from the sixties and uh, a career for you. Now that must span over fifty years, nearly sixty. Well, I joined I joined a band called Dave Dean the Boston's in nineteen sixty one, um, and I've been with them sort of ever since, basically. So uh, right up to the um, they changed the name and. Um, yeah, so I've been there a lot of years, 60-odd years, I think. And, and this is with some wonderful music as we go along. Uh, shout out to some of your favourite hits. Which are the ones that you enjoy performing most? Um, I think all of them. Um, <laughs> when you perform, you know, when you're having a shower at home and you think, oh, I've got to go and play Xanadu tonight or Bend it tonight, you think, oh, my goodness me, I've been doing this all these years. And then you actually play it on stage to an audience and you get such a buzz out of it. And, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, I enjoy playing all of them because it brings back a lot of memories to a lot of people. And but equally, uh, for, for those who are a little bit younger, I mean, I, I wasn't born until the 70s, so I missed out on all this fantastic stuff in the 60s. But this is music that my parents listened to and then I picked up on. And the, the 60s has been such an influence uh, for the 80s into the 90s. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it is all still completely relevant, but amazing music. Well, it, it's... It's um, it was the start of the music, you know, as as rock and roll was, you know, I remember in 55, 56, I heard this this rock and roll the clock, and I thought, what is that? And um, it, I know Eddie Cochran and Elvis Presley, and then we had our own Cliff Richards and all that. And I thought, I want to be like the Shadows. I want to be, I want to pick guitar and I want to do the steps that they did. And it was new. It was all new. Um, but I do find these days that, that where can you go with music now? It's been done. Well, they've done the rap and they've done the punk and they've done the disco. And they've, done, they've done everything with music. I don't know where it's going to go now. Whereas 
when I was, uh, you know, a youngster, um, it was all new coming in. You know, it was all brand new stuff. Never heard it before. And uh, that excitement has been part of it. And you, and you get to spend time on the road as part of this tour with others who will have been doing other amazing things at the same time. When it comes to the searches, I mean, the, a, a different sound uh, and, and maybe a slightly different audience at the time. But now it sort of all comes to one, doesn't it? Yeah, well, in, in, in our day, in our day. Um, <laughs> it's still your day. <laughs> but, you know, when, I, when we had the hit, you could recognise bands, you know, you could... Oh, there's the Hollies. Oh, there's the Trogs walking down the street. Yeah, I know that band. That's that's the that's oh, that's the Tremolos. But now, I mean, I would I wouldn't know one of Westlife or any other people now. If, if, if it's a load of me, I wouldn't know where they were. I know, I've heard of them, but I wouldn't recognise them. It it's changed so much over the years. You know, it's just changed a hell of a lot. And, and with that change, obviously, what has gone before doesn't get lost. It just becomes uh, a yeah, part of a. Uh, of a, of a great bit of history, but equally, yeah, keeping this music alive, I think, is so important. And although many of the bands will have had uh, new members who've probably been there in many cases since like the seventies and eighties, as, as as lineups have changed over the years, uh, you must be proud to be still rocking it as part of uh, your groove. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, we've made some changes because we lost Dave and Dozy, mm-hmm. and Pitch um, uh, is retired now. He's he's. Uh, He's quite happy. He's had enough, and uh, so there's me and there's the, the Mick, the drummer. He he's been with us for oh, well, oh, thirty or forty five, forty years. But to, you know, to keep the music playing and to keep the hits going, uh, you know, it's about getting people in to replace them. But being with a being we got a name of of, a, of our nicknames, it, it's not Dozy on stage. It's it's uh, it's Paul Falwell, and it's not. Uh, the lead guitarist, not Titch, it's, it's Chris Coop. It's, it's about changing and keeping the hits going and earning some money, of course. That's the good thing about it as well, at my age. Absolutely. The retirement funds are difficult to pay into when you're a jobbing artist, and that has always been the case. And although many artists did well, the, the, the 60s, it wasn't quite the sort of massive money that's maybe some, uh, some of the likes of Oasis, etc. make today. If we had, if we had now four... Four of our hits now these days. I wouldn't even do radio interviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, you surely you'd still talk to me. Yeah, of course I would, Jake. Not oh. not this time in the morning though. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it's it's it was the start of everything, you know. And uh, you know, you said you say you were younger and you, you missed the sixties. They were absolutely fabulous years. Uh, they just were so good. Everybody had jobs. Everybody had a car. Everybody could afford this. And then it got into the 70s, which were good, and the 80s. I don't think they'll be holding a 2018 night. It's, it's, yeah, it's less likely to happen. I don't, don't think we're going to be doing that quite so much in the future. But we've said we've got this glorious music from the 60s and a, a brilliant lineup. You've got the Fortunes, the Dakotas. Uh, you've got uh, Mike Pender, uh, MBE, the, the voice of the searches. So you've got a, a, literally a sensational lineup for this whole show. Yeah, and I'll tell you the nice thing about meeting up with all these lads again is the the fact that there's not there's always one that's an idiot. But on this tour, that everybody is all in everybody's dressing rooms and their backs and forwards, and we're we're you know we're it's all they're all friends, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And you've got the Trems along there as well, who are all former members of the Tremolos. So you've got a great lineup of great music, and we're talking about more than two and a half hours of music on stage, all of it live. 
Yep, everything's like well, as live as it can be at my age. But, <laughs> I mean, it's um, it, it it's, it's memories. It brings back memories. And I look out from the stage, and you know, you, I see a sea of a grey. That's what I see. And it's all people, all their memories. Oh yeah, I crashed my car when this came out. You know, my <laughs> girlfriend said she rang me up and said, "Oh, I remember that Bendit because she rang me up and said she was late." And I said, "Oh no." And, I, it, they they all got memories for certain songs, and so that's whether it's somebody who heard it first time round, or whether it's again maybe a, a memory made with a with a family member who who may not be around anymore, who was actually part of that music scene at the time. Exactly, you know, I mean, it it just brings back. Oh, crikey, I was only eighteen when I did, or only fifteen when this came over. I got pictures of you on my bedroom wall. These <laughs> all people my age. They make the audience look like us now. I mean, it's it's. It's, it's a fabulous, a fabulous show. And you get to have a bit of a reminisce as well at the same time as bringing some great tunes as life. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you just go through. I mean, I should, I should write a book, really, but I haven't got around to it. But uh, uh, the, the, the experience of starting, when we started, if, if breakfast was seven shillings, we could stay. <laughs> if it was seven and six, we'd have to sleep in the van. It was all, it was, those were memories that, you know, you think, oh, that's where you're a lot younger then you could do it. But uh, but those were those were just great memories of all the times that we had getting to be, having a hit. Yeah, and I mean, what a lot of hits there were. Is it in 1966, out of the 52 weeks of the year, 50 of them, you were in the charts? Yeah, yeah, we were like a little record machine factory. It was hit after hit after hit. Well, so, so many top tens as well. I mean, that, that then those are the days where if you had a top ten, you know, back then you were looking at huge record sales. You probably had an equivalent of the entire chart sales for a week with just one of your singles. Well, we were on the same label as the Walker Brothers, uh, Phillips Fontana, and um, we were doing we were selling two hundred and seventy thousand records a day. A that, day. That is amazing, isn't it? And the Walker Brothers were number one with um, The Sun Ain't Gonna Shine Anymore and Hold Tight was number two. And they outsold us by about 30,000 records that particular week. But massive sales for brilliant music. And as you say, something that was so fresh, new, and is just emulated these days. And in a world where you guys created pop, didn't you, really? Well, we... I'm probably saying what my dad said. I don't like, I'm not keen on the music these days because <laughs> it is, I'm like my old man, but um, it, there's nothing new coming out. There's nothing that, that you can say, oh, I haven't heard that before. You may have heard, you know, heard the melody before. But it, it's, uh, you know, I, I'll go, I have the radio on. There's, a, there's maybe a girl singer, Beyonce or whatever, whoever's singing. And I go and have a shower and come back. There's another girl singer. And they, they sound, I don't, I don't know who they are anymore. I know Dusty Springfield. <laughs> I know Lulu. I know all these singers. Diggy D, I know these people. I know their voices, but they all sound the same to me. Before. So there you go. I'm getting old. 
fucking my age. I think it, it does get us like that as we get a little older, but uh, it doesn't mean we're any less discerning. And you've got quality music that you'll be sharing and uh, with uh, some great bands uh, alongside you. It's going to be an absolutely awesome night. As I say, the Dakotas, the Fortunes, the Trems, Dozy, Beaky, Mick and Titch, and you've got Mike Pender, the original voice of The Searchers. It's going to be a fantastic 2022 tour of the sensational 60s experience. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets for the 24th of April. They will make a fantastic Christmas gift. It'll be absolutely wonderful. And you can give the box office a shout on 01902 but you've got a great line of great music and you're going to be just having such fun on the road. I think that's the important bit. Well, we have fun on stage now because I enjoy, I enjoy playing now because, um, it, you know, nobody's screaming and nobody's, they're all nice people and you can, you can go and say hello and you don't get bothered. And we've done it all and proved everything that we've done, you know, so now it's going on stage. Uh, and just having a good time and having a laugh with the audience. It's not, it's not it, them and us. It's just us all together. The audience, they they sing most of the songs with us, and we just have a laugh and a giggle, and that's it. That's that's what we do. It's going to be a brilliant Christmas gift. Make sure you get these as a festive gift for that person in your life who's going to like proper music from way back when. Yeah. Like that proper music. Oh, it stood the test of time. You're still doing it. There must be something right about it. Yeah, well, what else could I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beaky, thank you for joining us. Have a great time on the road. Do you have to say break a leg to a band? I'm not entirely sure. Whatever happens, have a fantastic tour. Yeah, we will do. And have a, everybody out there, have a Merry Christmas and all that. And uh, we'll see you next year. There's a £22.5 million investment in making sure the message gets across when it comes to our booster jabs. To tell us more, I'm joined now, but after Helen Noel, good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, first of all, explain a little more about this current campaign, because we're seeing street teams out across our area. Yeah, the government is calling on all of us to get boosted now. This is part of a national mission to build that wall of defence against COVID-19 as we see rising cases of the new Omicron variant. And this really is about people stepping forward for their first, second and third booster doses um, to get boosted because we know the vaccine provides the best protection against COVID-19. Yeah, because although we're on a variant that is causing us concern now with Omicron, uh, still we know that we are getting a level of protection from the vaccine. The booster is what is making the difference for those who are double jabbed already. And uh, although we may see a a, a change in the vaccine to uh, give better protection later on for this variant and future ones, uh, being vaccinated now is vitally important, isn't it? It really is. And unfortunately, we're seeing that although the vaccine has been very effective so far at reducing rates of hospitalisation and deaths, what we're seeing with this new variant, Omicron, is that the vaccine is less effective. It's significantly less effective than with the Delta variant. But what we do know is for those people who can have their third, their booster dose, it does push the protection back up above 70%, which is really where we want it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And also for those people who haven't had any vaccine at all, it's still okay it's not too late to come forward to have your first or second booster 
It, I mean, it could be you've, you've got away with it so far. It might be you had it in the early days and uh, you, before vaccines were uh, were out there. But this doesn't mean you, you know, need to stop and not have it now. And with the levelling up funding that is coming out to, to councils to uh, allow this campaign to work, you, you will see people on the streets with leaflets, pop-up banners and the like. And this is happening in Wolverhampton itself. Uh, I know it's going on in Birmingham and Warsaw in our area too. So, uh, you know, do get that message on board and get yourself booked in. And although, you know, a few months ago, it would be really easy to get that third jab and, and get your booking. Look at what's available. You can go online or there are walking centres available too. Yeah, it's even easier now. This is part of the push. We've got an army, if you like, of uh, street uh, vaccine ambassadors who have been deployed across the country and um, local areas, as you said. They'll be present in shopping centres, places where there's lots of footfall and they'll be there to speak to people on the streets, give them information about the vaccine, answer any questions, provide reassurance. And alongside each team, there'll be a vaccine bus. And there's also lots of these extra pop-up sites, as you mentioned, where people will be able to go in and, and have their vaccine and lots of new vaccine centres as well. So it really is easier than ever to, to get vaccinated, whether that's your first, second or your booster. And of course, not only can you attend these pop-up sites if you're already out and about, um, just go in and have your jab there and then, a simple jab in the arm. You can also go online to book in um, and you do that at nhs.uk forward slash COVID vaccine. We can call 119 as well. So lots of different ways to access this vaccine. And this really is becoming more urgent and more important than ever. Yeah, I had my booster a couple of weeks ago now, which means I am now, because it will take a couple of weeks to get you as fully protected as you can be. So I'm now as fully protected as I can be, which is good. Uh, my first one was the uh, uh, the AstraZeneca. And then uh, I had, uh, it's a half dose of the Moderna that you get as the booster. And uh, yeah, I, if, if you felt a bit wuzzy before, now actually I was fine with this one. I, and uh, it, it's uh, the, the ones that we're getting now as the booster are the RNA vaccines, aren't they? So they are uh, maybe a different take on the way your body saw it last time so it, it will be a little bit different but it is again so nothing to worry about we know that these uh the figures we're getting back are show minimal side effects in general population yeah so the booster dose as you said it's either moderna or pfizer that that is being offered now and with any vaccination whether it's for covid19 or the vaccinations we had in childhood or the annual flu vaccination that some people do get there is always going to be some side effects whether that be soreness of the arm in the muscle of the arm feeling slightly bruised for a few days or a, a mild response such as a, a mild fever or cold or flu-like symptoms some people do get more severe reactions but the point is that's normal that's to be expected that's what we want that's the body reacting to the vaccine producing antibodies and it's those antibodies that after 14 days we know you're going to get potentially up to 94 percent protection so those antibodies that we need for if we're exposed to COVID-19 will help us not get that severe form of the illness that results in hospitalization and actually we don't quite know yet with the Omicron there's new data yet to come out as how protective this gonna it's going to be against severe illness we know so far that it's not as effective against symptomatic disease and, and that's why it's more important than ever to get the booster now to, to really boost that back up and you can book that booster uh, three months after you've had your second dose um, you can have it and you can go online and, and book it two months after so that you know that that's coming up so you've got uh, an opportunity to get this done no cost to you at point of use and uh, you know this is all about the way in which the NHS does a fantastic job of rolling these things out we know as it does it, I'm looking down at my notes is it something like 26 million booster doses have already gone into arms out there 
It absolutely is now. We've now reached the 26 million booster mark, which is absolutely incredible. You know, the, the efforts of the NHS and lots of volunteers as well. And this really is part of the biggest vaccination programme we've seen in NHS history. It really is incredible. Yeah, so we now have the technology and the ability to do this, whereas in the past, this would have been difficult. And you know, we are doing our absolute best to avoid loss of life, to avoid long COVID, to avoid people losing time with their families. And you know, we, we, we know that this is essential, particularly as we're heading into Christmas, and to get the, the, the best possibility uh, if you do inadvertently pick up coronavirus and in particular the new Omicron variant which is a variant of concern. So once again where do we go as well as looking out for not only the community ambassadors, the uh, the community champions and all the great stuff that is being done to remind us that we need to get our jabs? You can speak to your GP and or you can go online nhs forward slash covid vaccine you can call 119 and, and as I say look out for those uh, street team ambassadors who are going to be in your local area. Well, Dr. Helena Well, always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us and thank you for helping get the message across in this important push against coronavirus and COVID-19. Thank you. Now, Paul Baker has been heading off, creating some wonderful magical musical moments with a bit of a medieval feel, although it's all festive too. That's a reasonably long sentence. I almost took a breath and he joins me on the line now to tell me more about what he's been up to. Hello, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? I am excellent, thank you, apart from my phone collapsing. Well, we're having a few technical problems because we have you in vision, but you have you on the, on the landline. It, it, it's, it looks like some sort of piece from the, you know, from the news in the 70s where they had that. It's, some... it's very Heath Robinson. It's what in technical terms is called a kludge. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, well, it's working, which is what counts. So uh, what has been going on? Because you've been in your medieval garb all over the place with a hurdy-gurdy. Uh, yes, in December um, uh, there was the uh, there was the big Ludlow Ludlow disaster, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Um, but over December, I've done uh, two. It's all solo stuff because museums have lost huge amounts of funding and they they can't afford the big band. Mm-hmm. But um, I've done two um, two two uh, days at Aston Hall. Which was fantastic in the long gallery, playing yeah. playing all sorts of Christmas uh, stuff, um, Jacobean. Um, I've done um, a thing for the Wire Forest Historical. Um, God, I've forgotten the exact name. It's Wire <laughs> Wire Forest History Group. Um, that was fun down in Kidderminster. Yeah. Um, and then there was the Ludlow thing. Yeah. So because it, it basically got blown away, didn't it? Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It, 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 we, we were fine. Well, apart, apart from not doing the gig, we were fine. Um, we were put up in a, in a very nice little self catering um, cottage um, on the Friday night, uh, and we, we 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 got there early, and and it was it was out in the sticks. So we got in a four hour rehearsal, which was excellent. Excellent. We 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 went to bed, and then we. We thought it was a bit windy out there, but we were we were quite quite, quite happy. Um, uh, tucked 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 up in bed with a log fire going downstairs. Um, we drove in in costume. Uh, I dropped everybody off at the main gate with the instruments, and then I went to park. Um, and I, 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 I'd driven across to the other side of town because the the, the local parking was already full. Um, and I got a phone call from one of my colleagues who said, have you parked yet? And I said, no. 
uh, and she said, don't, come back to the main gate. So I drove back to the main gate and we packed everything back into the car because it had been cancelled. And of course, the, 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 what we didn't know was that the whole of that Friday night, um, the staff had been on site basically desperately trying to hold everything down. Yeah, um, it's a terrible three, shame, wasn't it? Three, three huge marquees and about 40 traders' tents. Uh, and basically, it, 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 it trashed the lot, trashed the entire site. Yeah, so much so loss. Was... But uh, you know, out, out of adversity uh, comes obviously the, the, the eagerness to do things uh, again, and uh, I'm sure they will bounce back. But uh, it did mean that loads of people missed out on a bit of magical medieval music. Uh, yeah, it's an, it's an idyllic event, of course. It was in, it was yeah. in, in Ludlow, Ludlow Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in 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 the Ludlow Castle grounds, and they were they were Christmas lights and and performances from us and about three other bands and all sorts of stuff. But unfortunately, um, we got a storm. Yes, well, this but is what we have year, insurance for next year. Fingers crossed. Next year, next year, it, 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 it'll happen. So, I mean, let's talk a bit about Christmas itself back in the time that you're uh, portraying here. Because I know Henry VIII would have been the first monarch to have turkey because the medics was discovered a few, you know, about 70 years before he got to the throne. And it, it took a little while for him to export the things, but uh, he would have enjoyed uh, a turkey dinner on Christmas Day. But uh, what else should we know about uh, your period of history? Well, they, they didn't really do Christmas much. <laughs> Uh, Christmas. Well, I mean, it was it was celebrated, but it wasn't it wasn't a big thing. The the, the big one was New Year, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit odd because um, New Year wasn't when it when, when it is now. Ah, they were two the, months out, weren't they? Yeah, we, we, it was it was it was the calendar. I mean, the, the reason the reason that um, that uh, if if you if you follow accounting practice um, and your accounts all start in April, which is a bit weird. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, that's that's the reason because that was that that was New Year. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, the sensible folk like me go to say December to December, you know, January to December. But now the the the, the April accounting, I think, is, is is was was actually based on on New Year, which which was where New Year had got to, um, and it was all. Uh, it was all a problem of this Catholic versus Protestant thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it was. It started with Julius Caesar, because Julius Caesar got his got his folks together and said the calendar's a mess. We need to sort it out, um, and 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 he got a system. They they, they developed a system for for, for me- measuring the calendar and working out the months and all this sort of thing. And it was fine um, when Julius Caesar did it two thousand years ago, um, but the trouble is it wasn't that accurate and it started to slip out. Uh-huh. And it slipped out and it slipped out. Um, and then there was the, the, uh, the, the nearest thing to a global power base, which was the Catholic Church in about the, I think it was the 15th century, but somebody will correct me on that, ju- just decided this is getting stupid. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's all slipping out. So um, let's revise it. Um, Pope Gregory it was, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Hence the Gregorian calendar? I mean, the real, the real, the real, the real, the real thing that was that, that was uh, getting their goat was that was the date of we'll, we'll be, be being able to work out the date of Easter, which was a, a big thing apparently. Yeah, um, it was very. They, they couldn't really decide, so they, they got a big council together and they sorted out the calendar. And the new one worked worked beautifully. Well, yeah, it worked adequately. It's the one we still use, um, except of course because it was Catholic, none of the Protestant lands would adopt it. No, we're not having this. We're sticking to the Julian calendar. So 
half the world was using the new calendar and half the world was using the old one, which means that, but, but it, 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 it was that, that it was middle of the 18th century before we finally saw sense and said, yeah, actually, Pope Gregory's calendar works a lot better than the Julian one. <laughs> so we got there in the end. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Easter would have been around New Year because New Year would have been, had to have been March or September to be the seventh month, wouldn't it? March, April, May, June, July, August, September. That's uh, that's September. So, yeah. Be, yeah, so your New Year would be around, yeah, you give them a month at the start of the calendar and then do your accounts. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it basically slipped further and further and further out with, the, with, 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 with what the sun was telling you. So, but we finally saw then. Which is it, yeah, and, and leap years all make it all add up, which is what counts. Okay, so but if you're doing if you're doing historical research, you have to be a bit careful um, <laughs> with, with 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 what year they actually mean, you know, because if if if, if you if you see a date in January, fifteen thirty two, you have to think, hang on, wait a minute, is that is that our fifteen thirty two, or is it a year out because of, because it, the new year hasn't happened yet, that sort of thing. It just get awfully confusing. Let's stick to music, because music at least has still got the same number of notes. Please tell me the notes haven't changed since then. No, they were, they are, notes have, well, they've changed the shape. They're, they're round now, and they used to be square, but basically they're the same thing. <laughs> that, that's okay. As long as we've got that bit sorted, that's what counts. So uh, when it comes down to, to festive music from this time then, uh, what would we have? Um, well, there were carols, um, the the the, the, old, the old medieval carols there, there aren't that many of them or at least not not, not many of them surviving and people would probably sing those in pubs the way they sometimes still do in Yorkshire um, and uh, you know Christmas was was, was it was a um, a church holiday so yeah. you know they, they would they would celebrate it but it wasn't a big thing. There were no the presents and and certainly not a speech on uh, on parchment from the the, the monarch. Uh, no, <laughs> no, they didn't do that. It would take too long to disseminate. We haven't about that. They haven't got television then. No, a bit difficult back in the day. Okay, so uh, when it comes to performing, then I mean, this is going to be interesting by telephone because we had planned to Zoom link this, but uh, Zoom is not being our friend. Uh, so, uh, what what could you play for us that would give us a, a feel of the festivities of that time? And, and have you got a hurdy gurdy to hand? I have a hurdy gurdy to hand. Always. Um, let's let, 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 let's play some 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 uh, Christmassy stuff. Um, the, the, uh, the, the few that have survived on a Gurdy. Okay. I might even I might might even sing a bit as well. Okay, we'll look forward to that. Take it away. In co com combination of, of German and Latin. <laughs> Unser Herzen wolle leid im Präzepio. Unser Leute kalt die Sonne nach diesem Gremio. Alpha Hesse Bro, Alpha Hesse Bro. Dort alle deine Güte, ob ich jetzt so die Nähe, 
Excellent work. That's three. Well, the 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 the, the, the Sussex Carol. Well, I'm not sure goes back to that date, but it's it's trad. Yes. The others are totally legit. That's the way to do. I mean, in Dulcet Jubilo, which of course we heard there as, as well. I mean, uh, that is something we, we we know because it's played in virtually every department store from the middle of June. So. Uh, you oh know. yes, uh, well, in Steel Ice Span or somebody like did, 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 did a version of it, didn't they? And Mike Oldfield, he was there with. Uh, I was close. With his, his, his <laughs> I know. Was, I, I know it was one of those. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the Steel Ice Span was, was, was Gaudete, which again works wonderfully well on on uh, probably a Shawm and uh, and a Hurdy Gurdy combined. Yep. <laughs> yeah, P.A. Cantioli's 1589, that is, if you, if, if you ever want to look it up. It's a, little, it's a, a Swedish, I think, um, the, the book of, book of, uh, of um, basically songs, some of which are Christmassy. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's, it is that Christmassy sound. I mean, the hurdy-gurdy is uh, one of those instruments which it seems to be able to see, set itself to any season. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the star of the show. Well, I mean, um, you've got a new year, hopefully full of some fantastic music for appearing at uh, events, uh, and particularly over the summer, I know you get particularly busy, as uh, you get to sort of share an open-air sort of medieval uh, air time with people, and uh, this means that bookings are being taken now. Well, yes. I mean, they, they don't really normally start coming in until about the middle of January. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's a bit of a dead period after Christmas, but, uh, you know, it'll, but, but, but <laughs> I'm an instrument maker as well, Yeah. so... I shall be working pretty much right the way through Christmas. So, so whether so, someone's looking for an instrument or they're looking to book you to perform, either you or alongside your uh, your colleagues, how do they get in touch and where do we find you? Uh, website's the easiest. Um, www.diabolus.org. That's D-I-A-B-O-L-U-S.org. 
and it means the devil in music. <laughs> and that, that, that again, I think, covers the hurdy gurdy quite nicely in some ways. In the wrong hands, for definitely in yours, it does sing for us, which is absolutely brilliant. Paul Baker, have a fantastic Christmas. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you out and about in 2022. Thank you ever so much. Merry Christmas. Somebody who's been working the festive poetry circuit is Ian Henry, who joins me now for a bit of a natter. Hello, sir. Happy Christmas, Jason. Happy Christmas to you too. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping for, for joyous times for you and your family. And uh, uh, you've been out sharing a, a bit of joy and a bit of thought when it comes to your poetry, because you've been at all sorts of events over the last few weeks. Absolutely. Well, flying the flag, really, for Wolverhampton, because I'm proud to be from Wolverhampton. And... Um, Recently, I was given the opportunity of performing with the Staffordshire Poet Laureate uh, and an organisation called Word Stafford mm. at the Gatehouse Theatre in Stafford. No, uh, wonderful celebrate... place. I saw their panto this year. That was brilliant. It's to celebrate Christmas. And Stafford, you know, it's not a million miles away from Wolverhampton, Jason. It's only down the A449. It's 12 miles. And I thought, well, this gives me a chance to go over there at the Gatehouse and big it up for Wolverhampton because I'm really excited about um, a rewriting of Cl uh, Clement Clark's more immortal poem, The Night Before Christmas, also known as A Visit from St. Nicholas, but about Wolverhampton and about what we're living through now. Mm -hmm. um, just to explain a little bit about Clement Clark Moore's poem, it's the most read, most well-read, most memorised poem about Christmas, and it's that poem that gives us today flying reindeers, Santa coming down the chimney, presents coming down the chimney, even Christmas stockings, they all come from a poem. So the names of the reindeers, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Comet, Donna, Blitzen, Cupid, Vixen, they're all from a poem. And I thought to myself, if that poem was written in 1822 for his family on Christmas Eve, what would a poem sound like written for Wolverhampton in 2021. And that's what I took to the Gatehouse Theatre in Stafford. Yeah, 199 years since the original, and uh, uh, you've done a bit of work on it. And uh, you'll share that in a moment or two's time, but it, 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 this poem itself, it, it was about having a, a thoughtful time at Christmas and creating some of the magic that we go through. But uh, yeah, some of that may have felt, felt a little tarnished over the last couple of Christmases. And again, this year, we're concerned about how many people can get together uh, to ensure we kept safe from uh, yeah, the, the, the pandemic that's ongoing. Absolutely. Um, but the magic of Christmas doesn't go away and it shouldn't go away. Uh, it's not about the presence beneath the tree. It's about the presence for our loved ones and being there for our loved ones and celebrating the magic. And the poem talks about the best present of all that you can give for Christmas, which is love. And you're not going to get that from any supermarket. Absolutely not. But this means I need you to a bit, do a bit of poetry reading for us. So uh, please feel free to take it away. Thank you, Jason. Cue poem. <laughs> it's called Wolverhampton COVID Christmas 2021. And it's inspired by the 1822 Clement Clark Moore poem, The Night Before Christmas. It goes like this. The night before Christmas, all through the town. People wore masks that covered up their frowns. It had all begun last year. In the spring, when COVID-19 changed everything. Christmas parties gone, there were not any. 
12 pubs at Christmas. <laughs> 11 too many. It was no different in Wolverhampton. Now, with Gamma, Delta and Omicron, it's a virus that's spread throughout the land. People cancelling events they have planned the night before Christmas. But COVID's here. We all have to remain cautious this year. Visions of variants danced in our heads as we awaited Santa in our beds. COVID, we couldn't leave mince pie or cake. Santa's got hand sanitizer to take. This year, festive fun, a struggle, a task. Even Santa and Rudolph wearing masks the night before Christmas. Trying to sleep, and a noise stirred me from my slumbers deep. Outside, there arose such a great clatter. Get out of my bed to see what's the matter. Grabbing my hoodie, leaping down the stairs to see Santa and Rudolph standing there. Social distancing. Keep six feet away. Dumbstruck. Reindeers and a gift laden sleigh. In Wolverhampton, going to get clumped without a permit. It's Christmas, he said, and Santa's coming. And at that, the reindeer started humming. Santa smiled and started singing. I swear I could hear the church bells ringing. We have all had our boosters in our arms, Santa said. So we'll cause you no harm. Presents are doused in disinfectant spray. And together, we'll keep COVID at bay. Rudolph's red nose doesn't mean infected. Had the vaccine, careers resurrected. Santa smiled and his eyes shone like the stars. Crossing borders needs a new PCR. I don't care if kids are naughty or nice. If they have proof, they have had their shot twice. He had been stuck in the North Pole alone. Reindeers on furlough, elves working from home. Santa braved COVID, bringing Christmas gifts at the end of the year. Our hearts to lift. He gave me a box. I opened it wide. Twinkling Christmas lights stream from inside. Released, forming letters up to the sky, spelling out one words, hundreds of feet high. Okay, boys and girls, so what was the word? The first letter was L, then O, and V. The word was love when added an E. Christmas magic. Santa smiled through his beard. Peace to all is not outdated or weird. Before Santa left with reindeers and sleigh, he had one more Christmas message to say. Merry Christmas to all. Have a good night. Get vaccinated. Join the COVID fight. Stop your whinging and blaming each other. For just a few days, pretend we're brothers. I went back to bed and had Christmas dreams of a better world. After COVID nineteen, thank you very much for that. And a lot of thought, time, effort, and uh, humour got into that. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I was try, not giggling all the way through because I, I, I want to say the, the applause and the, the recognition for the end. But it, it's nice to take a, a look at these things and do it in such a way as that you are thinking about what uh, what is affecting everybody, but still avoiding things that are infecting everybody. Thank you. When I did it at the Gatehouse Theatre, Jason, um, I looked around because I wanted to do something Christmassy, something mm -hmm. that was family friendly, but also something that would get people uh, talking. And when I looked around on stage, 
the audience seemed to be full of kids who had just been to see Snow White. And there were all these little kids were dressed up in the party dresses and the party outfits. And little kids were laughing. He said, Rudolph, mommy. And it's just <laughs> nice. Just nice. Christmas. Uh, it's good fun, and saying Christmas should be celebrated, uh, whatever uh, the the situation around us. And say so if we can get together and we are safe to do so, and we're lateral flow testing, then we have an opportunity to avoid causing problems and 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 uh, yeah, spreading illness, which is what we want to avoid: spread joy and love, but nothing else. So uh, we we talked about the fact you have two festive offerings for us. So so what else can you bring me at a poetry front for this time of year? Well, I'm chuffed to bits to um, have had a a little sort of arrangement with a magazine called Black Country Connection magazine, mm-hmm. which links businesses with local people and in the community. And it's distributed free of charge across the Black Country. And every month, 9,000 copies of this magazine, uh, Black Country Connection magazine, uh, right across the area. And I have a whole page. And I wrote a poem for my little girl, Emily. Because mm-hmm. uh, she's always asking questions. Daddy, what's Christmas about? Uh, do reindeers really fly? And it got me thinking, Jason, about what Christmas is all about. You know, what's the true meaning of Christmas? And Bart Simpson famously said, mm-hmm. and I quote Bart Simpson, aren't we forgetting the true meaning of Christmas? You know, the birth of Santa. <laughs> but, <laughs> So that's what the poem is all about. What's the true meaning of Christmas? And it's published in Black Country Connection magazine. Shall I read it, Jason? Go for it. And I also read this on stage at the Gatehouse Theatre and uh, for the, uh, uh, the magazine distributed copies to the audience, even though it's Stafford and not the Black Country <laughs> poem. Please, miss, does Santa Claus exist? We don't have what's called a chimney. I'll always get my wish list. Carrots and whiskey disappear after silly dad goes to bed. I know it's him every year. Please, miss, reindeers don't really fly. Santa's sleigh can't land on our roof. It's dad who eats all the mince pies. Burger alarm always set. My dad is most particular. At Christmas, he wouldn't forget. Please, miss, what's the Christmas story? Winter festival or solstice? A baby born to God's glory? There's lots of stuff I want to ask. We're bombarded with with images. Tell me, are you up to the task? Mm. Lots of questions in one so small. I was trained for this at college, but how can I answer them all? thinks yeah how old only eight is that the time it's getting late please miss what is christmas all about the eating drinking and binges and afterwards grown-ups just shout (laughs) miss i know when stockings are filled it all goes on credit card bills added to this christmas expense It's 24 hours of suspense for the big guy in the red suit, fur-lined, bewhiskered and in boots. What's it all about, miss? Good gracious, let me have a drink. Ask the audience, call a friend. 50-50, I need a drink. 
a strong coffee and not mulled wine? These are good questions from a child needing answers at Christmas time. Mm. Forget the trappings of glitter. Children die in wars so bitter. Homeless wander in streets forlorn. On streets, unloved babies are born. Refugees roam across our world. And for this, festive banners unfurl. What's the message? I will tell you. Bells are ringing, not just for lunch. Above all else, this much is true. Jesus was born. The angels sing of peace on earth and God's great love. This is the message Christmas brings. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. That was absolutely lovely as well. Brilliant stuff. You have a brilliant Christmas. Where can people go to find out more about all of your work? Um, they can go online. Uh, all the W's, Ian Henry, poet.com. Thank you. And have a brilliant Christmas, a fabulous new year, and we'll speak to you in the early part of 2022. You too, Jason. Happy Christmas. Take care. Have a peaceful new year. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a fantastic Christmas. We hope you have a wonderful time. For Christmas itself, we will be releasing a Christmas carol. Uh, this will be going out on Christmas Eve in audio version only. Uh, Christopher Commander and Sarah Wendy Berman have produced this for us. Uh, it's exclusive uh, to uh, the Milk Bar and uh, 101.8 WCRFM. So please have a listen to that. Hope you enjoy that next week. And fingers crossed, we'll be back for our New Year's quiz to finish off 2021 and look forward to 2022 that's all on the way meanwhile as i say have a great time enjoy christmas and i'll see you soon for now. goodbye from the milk bar 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 yeah goodbye from the milk bar yeah